Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Imperfect Voices Podcast. Unfiltered commentary, hot takes, and professionals at being loud and right. Always. Welcome back to another episode of Imperfect Voices Podcast. Podcast, Imperfect Spotlight version. Uh, Today's episode is brought to y'all by A.B. the Barber out of uh, Look At Me Now Barbershop. Shout out to A.B. Book with him on the Vagaro app. V-A-G-A-R-O. B-A-G-A-R-O. Book with him weeks in events, months in events, but not the day of. He's very busy, very booked up. Not going to be able to get you in. Booked and busy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Booked and busy. Uh, Book with him. Um... Look at me now, barbershop. Y'all know where that's at, obviously. But like I said, through the Vagero app, he'll take care of y'all. Any uh, texture of hair, he'll take care of you. What if we don't know where the Look at Me Now barbershop is? Google it. Whatever. <laughs> what is that? Waco Drive? I don't know. Yeah, it's on Waco Drive. I don't know where yeah, it's, it's at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, we have a Waco legend in the building. Hey. You probably heard one of his mixtapes, probably heard one of his freestyles. Key star go in the building. Bow, bow. How we doing, sir? What's goody, man? It's all good right now. How's the world treating you? Blessed. Can't complain at all. I love that. Yep. I feel that. I feel that. Uh, for our people that don't know you, where you from, my man? East Waco, Texas. Hey. Two five four. Love that. Yes, yes sir. sir. How long you been rapping for? Uh, like twenty years now. Sounds crazy to say, but yeah, I put my first mixtape out. I was twelve years old. Twelve? Yeah. Wow, I love that. How many songs did I have? Yeah, eight songs. Really, seven because like one was like a little glitch. So okay. I just went to the next <laughs> song. But it was what like did you? Uh, what did you drop it on? It was on CD. This is back in the. This is. Oh my god! Is, uh, I love I that. Seventh, eighth grade. I, Were you writing like in Sharpie? Like. Yeah, I was writing it. And passing it out. Yeah, no, nah, I really, uh, one of my friends, his dad had like a little record store. So he, the first little additions I made, I had, I was able to put like a little sticker label on there. I came to school like square business. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, That's so yeah. fun. What school yeah. do you remember? I was at Lake Air Middle School when oh, I put it out. Wow. Yeah. I Lake love Air that. R.I.P. Man. It's still there, but it's just like, it's like a Montessori school now. Yeah, that's true. I don't true. think it's a middle school, yeah. middle school. It goes yeah. to middle school, but it is a yeah. mom. Actually, my nieces and nephews go there. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, do you remember your first rhyme? Not my first first rhyme. Nah. 
You don't I remember? Can't it? Even say no, nah, no, nah, I don't. Okay, can you, can you take me back and say what what was that first song or first artist you heard that yeah. you was like, yo, I want to rap? Man, that I can remember probably first video I can remember seeing in my brain is Tupac and um, Scarface Smile. Smile, oh, I love I that song. Yeah, that's, that's the first one I could just remember seeing and being like watching the video, like man. I, what is that? Like, I want to do that. Like, yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah so I'm just so. like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around 12 because I was crying over boys at 12. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you no, know no. what I'm saying? So. <laughs> I mean, I got sons that's like 10 and they want to rap. And I, I sit back and watch them and kind of where they at. And the, they put a lot of energy and effort into it. But I'm just like, well, what, what was going on in my mind to really even Convince myself I could do that. At that but age. then to make it happen at that age, where did you, uh, do you remember where you recorded it at? Yeah, my grandma, she has like a store in East Wake on Elm Street. And she, um, her husband had like a bunch of DJing equipment and stuff in there. And I, mean, I was just trying stuff out, plugging stuff, one thing into the next one. Yeah. Trying to plug a mic into this, see if I can get a sound to come out. And just kept fooling around one day till he, he had like a DVD burner or a duplicator or something. And I found a way to, Plug the mic in and put a CD with the the beats on one mm -hmm. tray, and then you put the burning disc on the other tray, and you had to rap all the way through. It wasn't if you mess up, <laughs> I had to take it out and start way over from Dang. number one. So that's why it was like that. Like yeah, first one was just eight songs all the way through. I think I messed up. I was about to start on one and I said the wrong word. I just went to the next song and just <laughs> kept it going. So that's how I ended up with seven tracks, but it said eight. Yeah, but yeah, I just um, went in there one day and it was just. Figured it out and got my beats together. I remember I was in ISS at Lake Air for like two days. <laughs> so I just remember I got all my raps together. I was in there just writing. Working. Just, in the just, <laughs> just finally got it all together. He's like, I'm locked in. <laughs> I remember my, my um, You and ISS, you ain't got nothing else to do. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> my grandma's husband was in there listening to me like, man, you, you sure it's okay for you to be saying this stuff? I'm like, nah, but <laughs> we're here now. He was like, all right, man, let me finish it. And it took me. It got me here today. I say that. Yeah, it just gave me the confidence to believe I could do it and see everybody like kind of responding to something I put out. Just made up. You know what I mean? Like people had they was coming around the corner. Of, and my uncle on one of your CDs here giving me five dollars, ten dollars. So now I'm like, okay, that's so cool. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of my my brother raps. Um, I don't know if you know who he is. Capital G. Um, he's a, like, a local artist as well, but I remember he was, a, I feel like he was around the same age when he started rapping. And I remember he built a studio at, in my grandma's house and it was just like in the closet somewhere. Jay knows too. We were all, in, we were all in there yeah. trying to act like we knew what we were doing. <laughs> we all thought things. it was engineers. So it's just, you know, it's one of them things. It's like, it's just inspirational. You like, you kind of get a feeling you can take it into your own hands and get started. You know what I mean? And. That's one of the beauties of it to me. Everybody's got a different origin story of how they started or what was their first kind of experience in trying to record or mm -hmm. learn and get those first reps in. So, yeah, that's one of those things I I just love about it. It's, like, so organic. Like, it can come from anything. You yeah. can be in a multi-million dollar studio. You could be just in the house with your friends coming up with stuff and take you anywhere you want to go. Yeah, that's so cool. Right. That was, that was one of my questions. That was that first time getting paid to perform or like to rap how how was that motivate how was that a motivation factor for you to keep on going and get to where you at right now like i said i've been doing this so long i can't remember the, the very first, first time i got paid but uh -huh. i do remember the first time i that i the one that sticks out to me was like 
Love Book, maybe. I probably did 100 shows by now, but, like, this was, like, Texas Tech, Bid Night, one of the fraternities wanted me to come out and perform at their deal. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, you know, I went out there and they got me a hotel and all that and nice. came out and it was, like, it, like, Texas Tech, like, mm-hmm. four different fraternities packed into one little, we was outside somewhere, it was lit. That's cool. That's probably the first one. Then that was the same weekend I was, I was in GQ magazine because RG three had mentioned me or something, and I had seen it online, but I didn't. I wasn't able to find the actual physical copy. copy of the magazine. But when I got down there, first stop we made, I was at a gas station. It was just right there. And I got the magazine, <laughs> so for sure, that's the one that sticks out of my mind. Yeah, that's so cool. And then it felt cool. And then it was like, I guess the dudes that, that had brought me out, they was kind of had already. Um, like prefaced it with their guys, like, hey, a, a child, here's some of his music, let's get familiar with it. So by the time I was performing, they was already behind me, like reciting half the words. So it was pretty cool. That was probably the first one that sticks out of my mind. Yeah. It's crazy. I bet that was a wild feeling, like hearing people rap your stuff back to you. Yeah. Then it was like a, they they did me like big time, like an hour set. Like, I'm an unknown <laughs> artist. Like, I'm up yeah. there for a long time, but the, the vibe of the party was just like, they didn't care, you know. They was the people just out there having fun. They was out there. I could have been out there just lip singing. They wouldn't even notice. They was just, it was <laughs> they was just giving you that energy back. Yeah, and it was just kept lit. on going. Man, it was so lit, bro. It was like, yeah. So. Sounds like a frat frat thing. Yeah, it was one of those, <laughs> like I said. So from there, now every show is like I know what it can be, so I can just kind of put myself there in my mind. It doesn't even matter. Like, yeah, that was that was probably lit. So that how so how was that? Uh, RG three won the Heisman in what twenty eleven. And you're able to make a song uh, about him and shoot the video with him as well? Well, first, I can't, I don't know if it was before or after the Heisman. Might have been afterwards. Had to be, he got hurt. And uh, he was rehabbing and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. I was just sending, like, I mean, I would always see him around Baylor campus kind of passing through, just hanging around. But I never was, like, trying to stop him, bother him, nothing like that. So uh, I was just sending him music, like, Oh, uh, this is just something to listen to, and you know, while you're working out, just get better. Mm-hmm. And then end up sending him a few songs, and it ended up turning into like a little mixtape, and we put it out. He was kind of tweeting it out and showing me a little support with it. And yeah, a couple of magazines, GQ magazine, Washington Post, USA Today, they kind of picked it up and wanted to do stories and interview me and stuff like that. That's awesome. That was when cool. was this? I think 2011, 2012. Yeah, 2011, 2012. Okay. That Heisman run there. Yeah. Uh, you said you've been doing this for over 20 years, man. So what's been your favorite era to rap in? The freestyling battles in the beginning, the mixtapes, the blog era, or this new, you know, TikTok streaming era? What's What's been your favorite phase going through all this journey? Because you said 20 years, you know, that's like dog years for yeah, rappers. For <laughs> man, I would say personally probably um, the beginning of, Probably the beginning of the streaming when it first hit and it was like you got stuff on iTunes, Pandora, stuff like that, it kinda separated you a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it was just that first stamp to be like, I don't got a, a a major record deal or nothing right now, but I got shows on South by Southwest. Um I got my own station on Pandora, like I can kinda you know, I can it just gave me a little bit of legitimacy as far as artists, like when they came with the streaming era. Cause before that I mean, it was cool. Like you could, I mean, I was out here selling thousands, thousands of CDs, but it was never no like no paper trip that I could show to just 
yeah. sit down in front of a label and just other than all got regional popularity. But once the streaming comes, then you get it's like it evens a plans field a little bit for everybody because mm-hmm. now you got you can treat it like a business. You can raise your own stocks. You can just go around and you know word of mouth show people raise awareness, get your views up, get your comments up, and now you get a little more um like a stake in you know what I'm saying like your pro- your product like mm-hmm. showing its worth like you can physically control you know what I mean like the the look of your product and yeah. the outcome so I think the streaming like the beginning of it before they start manipulating the numbers a lot yeah and when it was more like that type of stuff, genuine like, and streaming it was actual people like, <laughs> like I remember the first time I just like I used to look on that piff and like with currency would drop some and he'll have like yeah. 50k plays the first day and I used to be like man how do that feel and then I, I did it a few times like so over the years like I've dropped some have to get roll out together and have whatever 50k 90k or something like that and I'm like damn it's a good feeling it yeah it really is because you get to see I know the same way I felt when I put out the RG3 freestyle and it had whatever a thousand plays overnight compared to putting out just a song I did and might get a thousand plays over a year sometimes it's yeah just, so it's like the this this era, like now, I say it's got it got a little out of hand with the numbers manipulation and some of the people go real far with the rollouts. They'll make it do a whole publicity yeah campaign, exactly. long game run. But <laughs> uh, I think when it first came, when it, when social media first hit, and it was just like a new star is born every day. You get to see different people from different parts mm-hmm. of the world. Like, cause I personally, I just like to see people make it. Like that was what inspired me to do it in the beginning like I, I like to see people just put their story or you know what i'm saying like whatever they dealing with or they can they might not even be rapping about struggling but they might be talking about fun and a new dance or whatever it is but it's just the variety the, really. the variety and just like the <clears throat> the energy of it like i'm it's just something we brought to the table and it, it took us somewhere you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like just a thought or a imagination so i think yeah the beginning of the streaming era was probably my favorite time yeah it's funny you say that about the rollouts because we have like this running joke on the podcast where like everything's a rollout. Everything so rollout. any any story that we talk about, we're like it's a rollout. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that is. I mean, that makes a lot. It's like you said. Like it was. I feel like in the beginning it was like real people like going to look up your music because they wanted to hear it, and now it's like, who knows? You know, yeah, like you said, now, like streaming farms and robots, yeah, robots. <laughs> and then now you got TikToks where you also got to become a dancer now too at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's catchy. getting nasty put it out in, here, dog. Yeah, put it in the right people's hands. These young kids. You said currency earlier. Uh, who do you like listening to mm. besides yourself? Yeah, right. I know now, most people are gonna say this stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, right now. Uh, I mean, I, I'm really into like the Apple Music, just hitting shuffle and just. Right. Catching whatever vibe I'm on now. So mm-hmm. it's that rap life uh, it's playlist. All over. Nah, I mean I literally just kind of go through and you know, I like your add, own. Add, yeah, add my own albums that mm-hmm. I like that I listen to, or I and if I whatever new song comes out, and I want to add it to the playlist and just throw it in there. And then over the years, once I you know I've been having it for a little while, Apple Music. You know, sometimes I stop paying it. Oh, I'm tired of having. I don't want to pay that. And then I <laughs> bring it back. Okay, I need a little add a little vibes and but. I, for the most part, it's like Future. You know, I listen to him, I think, the most than anybody else. Future, Jeezy, uh, Ross, Drake, Wayne, Jay-Z, like. Yeah. Like the goats. Yeah, for sure. Currency. I mean, I listen to a lot, though. I couldn't even. That's why I said I'm just giving you the. Mm-hmm. The main. Yeah, the main. But 
Future got a new feature. Uh, Future got a new future. Uh, feature right now. On what? Yeah. Uh, ESTG. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, that was nice. He dropped it. <laughs> he dropped it last night. I keep on. I keep on playing it. Do you listen to anything besides rap? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Different genres, R and B. Yeah. Because I'm 30 rock, now. Rock, shit, soft rock. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to everything. Yeah, do that you, classic rock. <laughs> do you work out? Like, do you go to the gym? Not consistently, but yeah, all the time. I mean, okay. Yeah. I was just gonna Not ask, just like, like, I was just gonna ask, like, what's your go-to like workout song or playlist or uh, artist? I don't know if I really. I don't particularly like music in my ears when I'm working out. I mean, whatever's playing in the somebody got something else playing in the gym, or but I, I'm. I do music so much every day that when I'm working out, I'm I gotta try to think about something else. Okay, I'm not even paying attention that. to what the song is. I'm just like trying to figure out how I'm gonna make this um um like a point to do this when I'm on stage or something. Like I'm gonna yeah. get something out of this. I'm gonna, it's gonna make me be able to perform better. I'm gonna be able to have longer wind when I'm in the booth. Or That's might so be able to project my words. But I just try to think of what's the like the um like the breath control. No, nah, like what's the um the point or what's the the prize I get out of this? Like yeah, when I'm working like out, being like, there. Yeah, yeah, like what is my incentive for being here? Yeah. What am I actually working out for? Because I'm not trying to be looking good for nobody or nothing like that. It's just, <laughs> it's just like okay, it's for health, and I'm trying to. Misha's me, me our gym rat, yo. <laughs> I am. Yeah. She with the gym all the time, but I'm not, I'm kind of the same way. Like I'm not really in the gym to like look good. I'm in the gym to like. Mentally, yeah, mentally a, feel better so for sure it's just adding something to your routine every or not saying every day but just part of your lifestyle that you know like it's beneficial that's the word i've been looking for for the last two minutes i couldn't get that beneficial, <laughs> beneficial. <laughs> beneficial for sure. but yeah yeah it's yeah it's definitely just and it's just a good habit to add to your routine because you could be anywhere you could be on the road uh, mm-hmm. working on it y'all could be somewhere and you at the hotel you're like i'm gonna go ahead and work out just get that in it's just that's something better to be doing than sitting up just scrolling or you know what I'm saying yeah. thinking about some negative like working out I feel like that's a good thing so yeah sometimes I just whatever be in the probably in the studio or somewhere and get a deck of cards do some push ups or something like that or yeah. try to go play basketball somewhere with my friends like dominoes dominoes bones oh yeah that's not I mean I'm, that's not working out but yeah I do that for sure yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> gotta get a nice game of bones in I actually play dominoes this past weekend, and I'm not good at it because I'm bad at math, but I won, and I was playing against my uncles, and I won. Hey, meeting your uncles is an achievement. I know. <laughs> and I have to document it. I'm not one of those dudes that like to like say I'm just super good at everything. Like I really want, but dominoes, I'm super nice for sure. Like <laughs> most people could tell you, I terrorize any table I sit down. At. I don't know why. It's like I can. It's not even about the dominoes. I feel like I can just read everybody's. Body language on uh-huh. what they got or who got what. Yeah, like literally every play. As soon as somebody play big five, I can look around. And I feel like I see. Okay, you got this. You got mm-hmm. this. Cause you play yeah, I'd be terrorizing. You strategizing. <laughs> What's worse, because I'm I'm really competitive. I really want to win. And when you got to play against your cousins that have done some time, oh, it's so annoying because oh, yeah. they are pros. Yeah. <laughs> they are pros, pros. That's they, all it is to do. Yeah. They've had all the time in the world to become master domino players. Yeah, I'm sitting there. And I'm, I'm like, like counting. I'm like, one, win. two, three, four, five. Like. I want to win so bad, but, bro, they got me, bro. They got my number. <laughs> uh, which one of your features or collabs uh, has been your favorite? We saw that you've done stuff with Moneybag Yo, Black Youngster, King Lowe, Sauce Walker. And I got a side question. Is is Black Youngster really like that? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's literally the first question everybody asks. And it's like, yeah, I got to give it to him. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's crazy because we, we could be sitting there just hanging out or like we could be on the set of the video or in the studio. Mm-hmm. And he'll kind of be just giving me some real down to earth advice. But if he look up and see anybody with their phone out or with a camera, it's over. It's just a second. It's like he know how to just turn it on turn quickly. Turn it right like, on. Turn the star power on and get to talking, <laughs> talking crazy and saying all the stuff that go viral. Like That's funny as Yeah, though. real star. I give him that. Like, yeah. I was thinking about him today because I was reading over the questions. And, like, this isn't, like, a great thing, but because you know that video where he's always, like, calling people whores? Yeah. <laughs> I get, like, now that word is in my vocabulary, and yeah. every time I say it, I think about him, and I'm like, oh, my God. But it's just. <laughs> the influence. Him, yeah, it's just more of him, like, it's just his confidence. He just kind of, like. You know, you, if I walk in the building, if I don't say nothing, you might get to thinking all type of stuff like about me, little black dude, ain't no telling what I might be into, what I might do. So I'm just gonna take control of the room by just going ahead and put it in your face. Like, what's up, horse? Yeah. <laughs> so now it's like it's like it, you it, gotta it, pay attention. Kind of just even the playing field a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. He he really smart though. He he. It's like a, all the stuff he do. He know exactly what he doing. He understands some method to it. Like he was really on me like about like putting out albums without my face on the cover and stuff like that or like sometimes he, like like I said the cameras come on and I'm just he's just still in the show and I'm just sitting there watching him be like come on man you ain't shy like come on you <laughs> you keep man you just the biggest studio I've ever been in it's the biggest house I've ever been to when he was doing the video he always just kind of give me that little extra spark to try to he want me to do his little dance and all this stuff like him <laughs> but I'm just that ain't my me you know what I mean but uh, to answer the question I probably said my favorite one was I it's, all of them, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough because South Walker is Texas. Like, I I really wanted that one. Yeah. Like, prior to doing it, like, I, I had already manifested that one. Like, yeah, he he got a song about not doing features with fuck niggas. That's, yeah. fuck niggas can't get no features. So, South Walker, that was, like, probably, it probably meant the most to me. Yeah. And, so, oh, go ahead. So, you see the breaking story on him right now? Yeah. Pretty messed up. So, um, he was in California. Uh, last night, and um, somebody lost their life because they were trying to take his jewelry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I see that. I see that. Um, pretty messed up situation there. Yeah, that's sure. crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. People trying to risk it. <laughs> Ain't nothing you can do but take care of yourself. You know, he got to get home too. He got a family. Yes, he got to protect tough. and provide for. Yeah. Yeah, it's just tough. It's just tough. I don't even. I kind of sound uh, desensitized when I speak on stuff like this. I don't really like to speak on it a lot, but yeah. it's just tough, man. It is getting to it is getting to that point though. Like the, the everybody, I feel like everybody's getting desensitized because the pictures I seen was I was just like, what the hell? Like I just be scrolling Twitter and they have no filter. They'll put anything on there. Yeah, like Yavaldi. There was another shooting in Yavaldi last night as well too. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. They everything went through what everything they went going through. up. So yeah, but uh, money back, yo, how was that, man? Because he's, you know, he's on one right now. You know, he's so crazy shooting to that, the rocket. And the day we did that, I told him this in the studio. Um, I was like, rocket. I think him and finesse two times. It just kind of was parting ways, bumping heads, whatever they was going through. Yeah. I think like the day before, literally, I think finesse two times. It said whatever he said, put whatever, whatever video he did because I told him I could see it on him. His old body language was like. He was just bothered a little bit. And I told him that, like, man, I tried to have at least amount of people here. You know what I mean? A lot of people was really excited about this because you – I don't know if you know who you are to us, but you back. Like, yeah. Waco, like, 
you motivate people to get up and make some money and want to do something better with themselves, like, we, we we hold that high. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm telling him, like, because like he, he came out and he was asking me, like, oh, you like that verse is cool. And I'm like, bro, it doesn't even matter what you said. Your voice is <laughs> you money bad, yo. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> once you make it, where we feel like everybody don't make it. Everybody don't make it out. So once you make it, like, you mean something. So I was like, Shh. And then he finally was like, all right, just clear everybody else out. And it was just me and him in there. And then we kind of got in there. And then if you notice with him, man, with Black Youngster, like, I wanted to make a point to rap back and forth. Like, not just y'all do a verse and I do a verse, but I wanted to be a – like people, a, where people know like we was really in here like it was a we was in here really going off like a cypher type thing like, yeah like a just a personalized event like you know what i mean like i i had to uh, i didn't have to go through a lot to get the features but i just say to, to get to the point to be able to get them i mm-hmm. put a lot of work in so i was just trying to tell them like it really didn't matter bro i was just it just to show my people all the hard work i put in all these years ain't for nothing like yeah the artist i think is the top artist i've go out and seek them out and try to get them for y'all. So it was cool. It was, it was dope. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard about that finesse situation. And when I heard about it, I was just like, man, I hope money back. Yo, you know, don't mess it up. I think he's, yo, Gotti and them got him in the right uh, situation right now where he don't do nothing stupid. And sure yeah. enough, when I saw them videos, I sent them to the people that was talking about it. I was like, yes, like we, they good. That made me happy to see that. Like, man, like, cause I like so many artists that like most of the artists I like are beefing. Man. So I hate it because I don't like choosing sides. If I like the music, I'm going to like the music. Man, Jeezy and Gucci been uh, something I, for my whole life. I always had the Jeezy and Ross was frustrating for me, but the Jeezy and Gucci was like a real, just like, dang, like you, you can almost split like the nation with that type of <laughs> argument. Like yeah. you can almost tell two different type of people from each other who you like, Jeezy or Gucci. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, like Jeezy is like my top three almost like all yeah. time type. But, I, but as far as Gucci and his whole the image and the, the business side and running the label and like just staying relevant no matter what, like I, I I love Gucci. That's why I said, like you said, it's tough sometimes being a hip hop fan because you have to pick sides. Yeah, even when you don't want to, sometimes it's no way you got to. Sometimes they they get so personal, lines get crossed. You're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta rock with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, this is Sarah, and I'm Carter, and this is some of our thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. So check us out on RogueMediaNetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. <laughs> frozen, frozen heroes. Gonna tell you about frozen, frozen heroes. Gonna tell you about. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. 
bros, foes, and heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and, and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best, and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and Bros and Heroes gonna tell you about Bros and Bros and Heroes gonna tell you about Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. So you were talking about the verses. How was your experience on the verses, the ones you did with uh, Big Vinky? It was cool. It was fun. It was. Um, was that one in person? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. in person. Yeah, um, we did it at Club Blam, and it was, it was fun because it was. It made me. It gave me the same vibe of Club Legacy. That was like the first club wow. I really got to perform at <laughs> when we when I first came out with time to go to work, and I was just really getting to get on stage every week and try to get it together, try to learn crowd control and songs they would like compared to songs I just like and think it'd be dope to perform, but it's a different setting sometimes when you're in the mode and people want to party and or maybe you might got a song that could change the tide. You know, you might got a RP song that people could feel or something, but for the most part, it's like it takes a little time to understand the difference between just being in the studio vibing by yourself and then actually performing in front of a room full of people. Mm-hmm. Some of them they might know who you are but they don't follow your music every thing you dropping. So it's like I have to try to target this in a way for I can get the reaction I want. So yeah. for the verses. Play your cards right. <laughs> yeah, so for the verses it was cool because, all right, it was me versus Binky split up like different kind of eras and generations. So a lot of people that was on, it was like two sides of the club, his side basically on his side of the stage and then my side. So you came in, I think it was like almost 100, 200 people that literally paid for tickets and still couldn't get in just because the capacity was so Dang. crazy. So as soon as you walk in, I'm – you never want to go into a show thinking too much, like like over ex- expectating like the 
I'm always expecting like the, yeah. the, the, the crowd, how many, how many people going to be there. So I'm, I'm going in there just thinking, okay, maybe it's going to be his people, my people, just kind of more intimate, chill vibe. But I'm talking about, as soon as we turn to black, I'm like, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> like all the way up and down the street, like somebody never, you know, I might have been a part of maybe a few events that I was just the reason for the season like that, like yeah. part of it. So like, yeah. oh, so we get in there and it's like, my side is people, it's, it's people I ain't even talked to since middle school, literally. Like, people I haven't yeah. even seen in so many years, just like, and I, I kind of could sense it, like, throughout the weeks leading up to it. Like, everybody was asking about it. It was, like, the topic of this. Like, that's all everybody kind of was talking about. And I'm like, all right, this might be something. So, like, when I got in there, I'm just looking at my side of the crowd. I'm just like, all right, like, I got to rock. Like, it was, yeah. was kind of <laughs> tough because, you know, I rock with Binky. Like, he called me his nephew. Like, he always kind of. Show me a different little love as far as just out here. He never like seemed to be on no type of hater or like nothing. It was always like love coming from him. So it was a tough spot because when I get on the stage, it's like this is what competitive. I, like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> bro, I, like for real. Like I, I haven't even like I haven't spent enough time with Binky in the real world for him to understand this about me. Like he just know me. He know I get down. He know I like to do this, but he don't know like. Like Unc, this is this it's tough right here. Like I'm standing <laughs> in front of you. I don't want it to be like this. So I, I feel like I really kind of just took a step back and just let it be a good event fun yeah. and we just celebrated the music and bringing everybody together because it was just the electricity in the building was live it wasn't no might have been a few little little skirmishes in there but nothing crazy like where we had to shut it down or anything like yeah. that so like i said a lot of people that i saw on my side of the, just to feel that support yeah it, it was it was so much love that i kind of i didn't even just it wasn't a bad win, even though I won. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just <laughs> about like oh, I'm trying to kill him or I'm trying to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But he 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 definitely did his thing. Showed me like, made me realize like, okay, like you be so caught up in your own world, you don't always see everybody else when they out here working it. Because mm-hmm. he was performing some of his songs and they was giving him that that feedback. And I'm like, oh, yeah. like, okay, it's time to go. To, it's got time to go to work. I gotta <laughs> I gotta wrap it up. I can't let him run off like that. But <laughs> it was dope. You know what I mean? He. Um, he showed a lot of love. Like I say, it was we both was in a position where we had to be kind of responsible because we got our people there that's rocking with us and they getting kind of in their feelings. They getting, Get a little antsy. Getting, getting antsy <laughs> for sure, you know what I'm saying? And like I say, he got his wife on the stage. So it's, we had it took a lot for both of us to just keep it real respectful and, you know, control the crowd, yeah. don't let it get out of hand. But it was dope. I think it was a good moment for us. Like whenever they buy the tickets, like how do they decide which side do you go on? They tell them when they get there? Like, no, I think that it's more of just who you kind of was rocking, like who you rooting for. Like, okay, so you, you just know, go in and you like change yeah, your side. Yeah, thing. they was like, yeah, I guess they was already just like, this gonna be your side on stage. It's gonna be his side on stage. They already told us that. Yeah. So I guess when everybody was kind of filing in, they just kind of picking like their spots. Like, this way. Yeah. Those people are already on stage, like and they don't like that's where we at. Like, <laughs> I'm not moving or nothing. I'm like, cool. Was it a lot of people on stage with y'all? Um, I, I say like, there was a lot of people on stage. When it was like introduction time and like opening acts and all that, but once we got to really going, I think there wasn't that many people on stage. Yeah. In the middle of the stage, anyway, they had like a they had like a seated seated on the side where it was kind of like it was room for people to kind of stand around you a little bit, sit kind of on stage, off the stage a little bit. But once we was where we was performing at, actually, it wasn't a lot of people on stage. Okay, it was like I said, we might. A certain song might make somebody want to run up there and they mm-hmm. want to come, <laughs> you know, perform it with you, feel a certain way. But it, it was, like I said, we held it together pretty good. 
It was cool. I'm a, I'm a big boxing fan, so like I would always be like, how are they shaking hands after they beat each other for 12 rounds? Yeah, I didn't believe nothing. I was on the phone. I was telling them, like, Unk, man, you know, like, Man, I don't even know we should be talking right now because I don't know how this gonna go. Like, I might get up there and I don't know how you gonna react to something I might say or you, you might know. be recording this right now, play it back. Yeah, all that type of stuff going on. This is yeah, serious right now. Like it's this this cause we wanna keep it cool and respect. Like I said, he cool with my mom. Like they you know know each other, like went to school together or something or something like that. I don't know, but Yeah. So it was like a and then my mom was telling me, like, man, you know you can't go up there like know how you wanna like, nah, nah, I ain't gonna do it like that, man. We gonna gonna be respectful like <laughs> this is, like i said this is what i do like i want to if it was anybody with binky like man like bro i'm trying to i don't even want you to ever even be spoken the same sentence with me again like you you had the nerve to get on the stage with me dog but at the end of the day like like i say it was a moment i had to sit back like hey man with, uh right. which of those have been your favorites to watch one of my favorites was uh locks and uh what you want to call it Dipset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when uh jady kiss went up there yeah, that was, yeah. I, I liked it that and i think i want to say that one happened before ours. i think that happened before ours because i think it, he had me really locked in on like man i gotta performance wise i gotta be in the you know i gotta be there like best foot forward he two and oh him him and the one yeah, against a fabulous, fabulous yeah. Yeah. i think i'm i think i gotta go jeezy and gucci though that was like Man, just yeah, like, man, it was that was like a cultural moment. Like I'll never forget that ever. I always be able to. See. How fast your heart start beating when when the truth dropped? <laughs> Shot to the roof, like whoa, <laughs> like that's how you come in, like like yo, like because it's tough when you come in like Jeezy when you letting it be known you trying to come in on the I'm gonna be the bigger man I'm gonna resolve this I'm gonna do this and it's like it's natural like you got the handicap because other dudes knowing okay I can. He's saying that's what he going to do. I never said that. So now I'm going to come in and get all mine off, and it's on him to just stay strong like that. But he did. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was like. This is this why I'm going to become an R&B fan, because I'm tired of choosing between rappers. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'm going to become a country fan. Like, Maybe be so the country music. <laughs> the only verses that I, like, really tuned in was uh, Erica and Jill Scott. Wow. And that was, like, that was during COVID. They so, put the spell on you. <laughs> so yeah, they did. So that it was it was in person. It was on Instagram Live, like mm. when the verses I guess had first started. But it was I felt the same way. I really felt like it was like a shift in the culture. Like it was it was so live. And they sold T-shirts, so I have a T-shirt that says Erica versus Jill. It was amazing. So I, I liked that format too when they was doing it split screen. They was in different places. They can kind of control. They you got your DJ. I got mine. Mm-hmm. So you sound is better. I was liking that too, but then, like I said, when they did Jeezy and Gucci, that was just like something I never thought I could see in my lifetime. Like, <laughs> For unreal. real, that and, is really wild. I mean, even some of the other, like Brandy and Monica, I thought that was crazy just to just watch or like. What I was, was about to say the Shanti and Keisha Cole one was my favorite one to watch. <laughs> For sure, no challenge. No, what was the one where? Um, <laughs> Was it a verses where they were saying like he couldn't sing or something? It was a Marion and Mar- yes. Mar- Mario? Oh my that, god, that was, that was hilarious! Like I, as a kid, a lot of people don't know. I, <laughs> like I used to really have to like decide do I want to be an R and B singer type, <laughs> ladies man type rapper or just like a. Is it let me hold you? So, so that little man, that little hold, that deal right there. I always liked the Mario, so I always thought Mario was dope. So I was happy to see him get back into the just. Everyone got in his bag. He showed yeah. out that day. He yeah, did. that was a good one. Yeah, you know, I feel like we live in that era. They kind of forget, like if you ain't just always in the headlines right now. Yeah. They kind of even no matter how much 
you could have been around. You could have been like having a solid career for decades, yeah. but I feel like they'll kind of forget you. You're not one of those. I was always chasing the headlines. So I was happy to see Mario <laughs> get that. Yeah. That was me for sure because when Sammy came out and started playing Kiss Me Through the Phone, I was like, dang, I forgot he had this joint. Sammy too, yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang, they throwing haymakers on round one. All right. <laughs> That's why I liked it, the verses really for the same reason because like a lot of these songs are being remade and reused and the kids don't really be knowing what it really came from and I'll be like, wow, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> you when you were talking about that versus man, all the Waco people in there. I was wondering you as an artist. Do you have any complaints about the Waco market? And do you have like any suggestions on stuff we could do to better, you know, help promote our artists or put our people up on the map better? When you say we you mean the media or just Waco, Waco in Waco spirit? in general, oh, yeah, uh, Waco is. No, I won't say I got no complaints because I feel like. Or constructive criticism, at least, you know? Um, nah, because honestly, I feel like with Hot Boy West, Waco Tron, I feel like they got, they have gotten a lot of support, like, mm-hmm. from the city, like, vocal, like, everybody kind of saluting and rooting them on. I feel like when I was doing, when I first started, it was like, I would complain then. This is when I felt like it was like, they tried to always have that thing like, oh, you from Waco. Nobody wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. But then if a Dallas rapper wanted to come down here and do a show, they'd pack it out for him. So yeah. I always kind of hated that then. But like I say, since recently, I feel like they people have been better like supporting their hometown artists. So I can't really say I got no complaints on that side. Um, I feel like we could, um, not even with just the rappers, I feel like, like with Kendrick Williams, like, he in the NBA, you mm, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like we could just celebrate our people more, period. Like, yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's from our point. city that do big things. Like, I feel like we should salute it more. We should speak up more on it. Because like, we really have a, a really good amount. Like, I remember when the kids, um, when your university high school won, like, the soccer, the state, state championship. Yeah. But I didn't know nothing about it till literally, like, the day before, you know, somebody wrote me on Twitter, like, hey, Nobody not saying nothing, but university, but they they undefeated. They about to win the championship. Yeah, they that we were just like, talking about that yesterday. Yeah, so I was like, whoa. So I called RG three, like, bro, I don't know what I could do. You know, it's short notice, but and he sent me, and I went and got like, I had to pay for him too, but I had got like uh, the RG three Superman socks, and I went and passed them out to like the whole team and the coaches nice. and stuff like that. Then they let me come to the game and stand on the sideline and actually won. The state championship that year. And yeah, that was nice. The coach, Coach Chapman, RIP. RIP, Coach Chapman. Yeah. He was really happy. He was just telling me, like, man, I've been doing this for like 20 years, like coaching. I never got the state championship. And, you know, I just needed a little something to get him motivated and over the top. And he, like, I think that might have helped did it. But it wasn't a bad thing. I was just like, man, I went to school here. Like, I played basketball here. You know, we, we went to the first round of the playoffs, nothing too big. But even then, I feel like we were supposed to have a way bigger pep rally yeah. just because it was a drive. We hadn't been in playoffs in years. And same thing, when they was undefeated, about to win state championship, I feel like it's supposed to be, you know, parade through the city or something just because right. if we don't, then what is, what's, when are we ever going to do it? Like, yeah. So I just that's my only complaint. I feel like we don't celebrate our successes enough. Like when somebody from our city do something big or monumental because people might feel like, oh, well, Rooting for them takes away from, for whatever reason, I, I never understood that, but some people just don't like to root for others and they feel like it takes away from them. I feel like it's just, I feel like Waco is such a small, but so many big people in the city doing stuff. I always like, even with this, when I walk in here and see this setup, it's like, we could all treat each other just like 
we all stars down here and everybody could benefit mm-hmm. from it. That's yeah. my little imagination, little dream right. I got for Waco is just we all treat each other like this is like a little Hollywood. Like mm-hmm. that's the way we speak about each other to to outsiders. Like anybody, if you, if you brought up somebody from Waco, oh yeah, and you just speak the highly, the biggest you can speak of them just because if we all did that, yeah, then we all could be lit. Like yeah, in every whether it's makeup artists or hair mm-hmm. or um, podcasting, rapping, sports, I feel like. If we just had that backbone, it's like that was just the pride that we are to be from Waco. We don't even, like, if you speak of Waco, anything that got to do with Waco is big. It's bigger yeah. than Dallas, Houston, Austin, whatever you think in your mind. Like, that's how, that's the, that'd be my critique. I feel like mm. it'd be better just, period, like, just have more pride in the city. Like, yeah. Show more love to I love it. that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. such a good point. We do, and we do have a lot going on. Like you said, like, makeup artists, podcasts, mm-hmm. like, there's all kinds of stuff coming out. Content creators. Yeah. Yeah. Content creators. Like Supreme like, yeah. Dreams, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not even true. always talking on that level because that's, like, yeah. huge. Like, yeah. they doing crazy stuff. There's yeah. people that's doing a lot like that. There's people that's just in the city, like, she wouldn't even know. It's not even maybe, don't even care to be popular. They just do it because it's what they do. But yeah. it's like, I feel like, man, we got, it's a special place down here. I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just the soul of it or it's like, you feel like you got to do it big for people to even give you a little bit of props. So yeah. maybe that just will push us to, by the time we finally ready to speak it and show other people, it's like we got it together. But yeah, I, I feel like Waco, we could stick together a little more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I feel I like, like we're kind of like a show me city, you know? Yeah. Once facts. once they see you doing yeah. something big, facts. oh, yeah, we'll yeah. carry the flag, you know? But I mean, that's a lot of people, you know, they want to be around for the work, the hard part, you know, the struggle. <laughs> I mean, that's when you get the attention anyways, right? Yeah. Um, you just mentioned the new rappers like Waco Tron, Hot Boy West. Have you reached out to them about uh, any guidance going into the game in their situations that they're in right now? Nah. Um, I, I did um, my friend A-Ray podcast a couple weeks ago. He asked me the same question. And I was just like, nah, I think that I don't, I don't look at myself as a person that give nobody guidance or advice unless they ask for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't right. want to ever feel like, even on social media, I don't like to ever feel like I'm coming on here like, oh, you got you got to do this, you should do this. Like, I don't mm-hmm. ever like to esteem myself that high. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to stay humble and not be oblivious. I feel like if I get that cocky to think I can just be giving folks advice out here, like, then I'll lose myself. So, no, nah, I never have tried to give them no advice. I just try to show them all the love, let them know, like, bro, like, I know y'all, they both have told me several times, like, they grew up listening to me or jamming me or I motivated them or they'll rap, they'll rap verses to me that I can't even remember for myself, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, on several occasions. So, from my end, I just be on one of them to know, like, man, like, I'm loving what y'all doing. Like, I want to see y'all win. Like, don't get distracted. There was a lot of times I was in, I would say if I told them anything, there were times that I was there, like, in the middle of the moment and I was so, like, caught up in it that I couldn't really maximize it as much as I wanted to. Like I probably was just wanna show off and wanted to just feel that moment I finally made. I'm finally getting close that I didn't really look around and see, okay, who else in the building should I be trying to introduce myself to right now? Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Or I should follow up with this artist more and try to build the relationship. Maybe I should on the cinema watch or something. But I just was like I get caught up in my own little world and be thinking, okay, I finally did it. I finally did this. I can sit back in. Or maybe I want to go record and rap about this now. I don't know. But I just, I feel like I was just trying to tell them, make sure y'all take advantage. Like, well, y'all, y'all, have, y'all in the moment right now. Like, mm-hmm. don't let it slip away and not utilize every opportunity you got. But yeah. 
other than that, nah, they, they been doing their thing. I'll sit back and watch and enjoy the show. Like, <laughs> just be proud. Like I say, they from my city. I can actually say it's not even a, to be bragging or to be like, oh, yeah, they used to listen to me or they they listen to me. That they None of that is just, it just feel good to know it deep down. Like You did something right. Yeah, facts. <laughs> like, yeah. Everything you was doing was worth something. You know? I, I, I like to say I'm, I'm the red ink on the blueprint. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I didn't just make up Waco rap or nothing like that. I wasn't the first person to Waco to want to rap, but I do feel like I took it to another level. You mm-hmm. know, so I feel like people watched me the way I was moving, the way I was coming, like, without a deal or without a thought of a deal or a manager or nothing like that. Before yeah. all that could come, I was just, I just had the inspiration and the energy. Yeah, because yeah, when you started popping off, like, YouTube was first becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. With them K one oh four freestyles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Used to watch so, so there's a lot of stuff like people, you know, Soulja Boy always got the joke I was the first rapper, the first rapper to do it. Yeah. And I'd be and my friends would be like, Bro, you know you really was this, but I'm like, nah, I don't like to like I say it's it ain't about who did it first, it's about who did it bigger. And sometimes it ain't about who did it bigger, it's just about doing it. It's just about who did it and had love for it. It's a lot of artists that I love that I feel like never could get the recognition they deserve and athletes too, like that I just could Go search up on YouTube and spend half the day looking at their highlights, and it's like I just try to remind myself of that. Like I came in really talking about time to go to work. Like that's mm-hmm. the first thing I really came in that everybody right. caught on to. So I just try to remind myself like it's about working. It's about just putting that work in day out. Like you go to Johnny Dang to get a necklace. He in there, really in there, yeah. in the back putting this, the diamonds into the chain. So it's like that's what I want to be like. That artist where they say I'm still working. Like I'm never yeah. like. I'm too big. I think I did something where I'm like, nah, I'm just, I'm staying locked in. How, uh, how do you stay out of beefs? We were talking about beefs earlier. Uh, um, I feel like we ain't never heard you being any type of beef or anything like that. No, I had, I had a few little bit. They was always petty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once I realized <laughs> that I'm not, I mean, over the years, I just try to rap it. Like we talking about sauce walk as dangerous as it is, period. Like, yeah, it's dangerous being alive, just being alive yeah. in it today. And I like, they say being rapper is the most dangerous job in America. Yeah, it's it's just because of the way you put yourself out there. Like you know, I realize you're just trying to promote yourself, but you kind of giving everybody a open book into what you got or what you you portraying that you got. You know, what I'm saying you showing people you got this much money, you got this jury, and then when you turn the cameras off at the end of the day, it's still people that that might mean a lot more to to them than it mean to you. That might they might in their mind think they could go take care of they fa- change their family life with that. So. Yeah, it's dangerous because of just the way you putting your personal business out there and the way you putting your you have to tell people, oh, I'm gonna be at this event this time a month from now. A month from today, yeah. you can if you wanna plot on me, if you wait for me outside, <laughs> I'll be here performing and when yeah. I come out the club, here's your chance. Basically yeah. that's what's dangerous about it. But it's dangerous just being a human being right now, just being alive, period. Like True. with everything going on in the world. So Yeah, 'cause you you kinda remind me of that whole pop smoke situation where the way they got him was his Instagram story. Yeah, so yeah. I'm saying so stuff like that. <laughs> I, I, I Instagram just story. what you're saying. That's how I stay out of beast. Like I try to just see it before it could even happen. Like what could possibly. Same way I just brought it up earlier. Like I'm just letting y'all. I'm a Jeezy fan. This ain't to be funny. And some people could think in somewhere in their mind that oh he just saying that because nah I would never do no shit like that. I right. never. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So I stuff like that. I just try to avoid it. it. Like I, it's nothing. Then or day I think about how bad could it get. We get if I get into beef with anybody where I could take it. Or I know I want to take it to it'll get real bad, but <laughs> I don't want that because I'm the one that got to stand in front of that judge. I know what that feel like, so yeah. I don't want to. I would never let nobody treat me into that position. Then the other side of it is, okay, what well, if they take it there before me? You know, what I'm saying I don't want to be looking at my mom and my kids trying to explain to them this happened because of a, a rap beef because I'm talking mm-hmm. to me and somebody else. 
Nah. That's crazy. Reality, these people don't even pop up in my my head. Like, if we got a problem, we don't have to talk to each other. We have to we just not do business with each other. That's the only yeah. problem we could ever have is business. Other than that, I wouldn't even be. You, know, you see how I move, bro. I wouldn't even be talking mm-hmm. to nobody. You yeah. see how I be on my own. I be so locked in. Like, yeah. I can't let nobody treat me and have no beef with me. Which is crazy because you like you walking me down right into my next question. It's it's a popular topic right now. What do you, what are your thoughts on lyrics being used in the courtroom? Uh, I think it's tough because you know whatever you know the First Amendment, freedom of speech, mm-hmm. but at the same time it's 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 tough because all right. I mean, if something happened to my daughter or something, right, and then you know whatever she got, she's an innocent bystander somewhere. Something happened then. It's a kid over here rapping about this in the same instance and bragging about it. I mean, how I feel as a father, like, I don't care about no rapping at that point. I don't care about, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I don't care about no beat. <laughs> I don't care about none of that. So it's, it's tough to, and it, like I say, sometimes as an artist, you know what I mean? You you could be sitting back watching, you know, sitting at home watching Netflix, watching Peaky Blinders or something and just get all these, these words and this vibe. You might want to just create a character just on a song that's, mm-hmm. that's it might not even be no truth to it or nothing. You might just want to just make this for somebody else out in the world to live this life. Yeah. And then something bad happened and you could get prosecuted from what you're saying when it could be no truth to it. But I think that's just, um, that's just responsibility as an artist to know. Like you got to be able to be able to say that, Hey y'all, I'm in the studio when I'm rapping, I'm, I'm a key star. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff I'm saying, but when I go home, and with my kids, I'm Marquise. Like, yeah. it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? A lot of this, like, you have to be able to differentiate that as an artist. So I feel like it's it's a tough thing that they can railroad you and use your lyrics against you, but it's just about being smart and knowing because I even, like, <clears throat> with people I've known in life, I always just thought, like, well, what is the most stupidest thing you could ever do? You could get away with murder, and then you would go turn around and rap about it. You would yeah. go tell. I wouldn't tell a soul. I wouldn't even be talking about it to anybody. So why would you want to go and rap and brag? And that's my whole thing. Like I don't. I'm not a big believer in making the police job easier. Yeah, oh, so that's what I'm like. I just it's, sometimes it's like I. You kind of just like, how can I feel sorry for you? Like it's t- it's tough because you know you feel like you should be able to whatever freedom of speech is hard. You should be able to, but no, that's like saying if. Somebody went in whatever nine eleven like certain mm-hmm. stuff like they wouldn't made a song about it like nah it's certain stuff you can't it's like crossing the line you got to know that you know yeah. what I'm saying like nah <laughs> so I don't it's I think it's messed up but I, don't, I can't even say I feel sorry for people sometimes because it's just like bro if you made it out you make music even if you was living that life and y'all was really doing all this stuff you rapping about but you 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 found a sliver of light and a way to make it out change your family life and y'all didn't want to do something different like you didn't want to change I, I really want to make different music. Like, I don't want to rap like this forever. Like, I really want to yeah. make stuff that's going to inspire people. Like, But I got to talk about what's real life, too, and what I'm seeing, what I've been through. But, yeah, and I think that we just got a responsibility as artists to understand that like your words got power. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And your actions, like, as you get success or whatever in the music or in life, like, you can't um, use that as a way to be destructive. Like, you got to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You got to be responsible know what you're doing, know what you're saying, or you can come back and haunt you. Yeah, for sure. They be pulling up, they be pulling up everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a messed up situation. Um, this month is Suicide Prevention Month. Uh, 79% of people who die via suicide are male. Us, you know. 
uh, we definitely go at a higher rate than women do. So yeah. I was just wondering how's your mental health been and uh, who do you have to reach out to in these tough times or tough situations or anything like that? Mm, I think my mental health is great personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I don't know who I would say I reach out to because I don't I, I've been doing the music so long that before I even had a thought to understand mental health or depression or anything like that, I was already just routinely recording music, like writing my songs. So I feel like that's where I always been my outlet. So yeah. I never really, I'm not going to say I've never been like in a stressful time or like time when my, my career wasn't where I wanted to be at and I wasn't stressed out. Or, no depressive never, episodes or anything no, like I never, that? No, I never had a thought once. I can tell you nice. facts. I never thought once in my life about suicide just because... I always feel like it could be bad right now, but tomorrow might be greater. Like the the worst thing that ever happens for me to die. Like yeah. shit, yeah. that's just yeah. me. Like I don't even, I truly don't even really understand it. Like, cause I, like I said, I just got so much stuff I want to do with the music. It's like, that's the worst thing that's going to happen is if I die and don't get to achieve all those, th- those things. No matter how bad it get, I, just, I can just say, okay, like what about all this stuff? What about these kids? Like, somebody i'm gonna hurt like yeah you know so not even talking suicide just say if i just crashed out and made a bad decision and lost a few years of my freedom and i leave these people out here that depend on me so yeah. um but anybody dealing with that or going through that like i said i don't know who i would say i could reach out and talk to but i say a lot of fans do hit me and say hey this song helped me get through this or mm-hmm. i see the way you go deal with stuff by the way you carry yourself and you know i want to be like you be where you at mm-hmm. and I just say that, man, no matter what it is, um, just focus your energy on what you can control. Like some people I think um we weren't taught properly how to deal with relationships or losing people yeah, right. or things not going our way in life. So people think that that feeling of grief is like the worst you could get when mm-hmm. in reality like it's people who um never even knew the love you that you're missing now or what, you know what i mean like you might be missing somebody but it's people who were born without parents people who live in wor- worse poverty situations that they couldn't even fathom knowing what it feel like to love somebody yeah so i just think that uh you know uh people gotta just take it you know take a break maybe from social media sometimes that could be so much scrolling and seeing different people's thoughts and people always having you know it's like jokes like social media we make a joke out of serious things sometimes mm-hmm. so it's like you see so much All of that like i say you get desensitized I mean, we, we just saw yesterday with the whole queen elizabeth thing yeah people talk, I it was, twitter was on yeah they was on tripping. one <laughs> so, as i say it's just tough but i think that uh people just gotta get centered with themselves you know let go of the outside world for a little bit and just find that inner peace and focus your energy on what you control and it'll be all right yeah. and find a good outlet like you said yeah you said music's yeah, always been your that's outlet important for sure because yeah. like i said i don't Whatever it is, it's not bottled up. Like, people know, like, y'all has to be on my song, for <laughs> real. Like, I'll never talk to you again, but I'll get this off me. Like, I'm not going to be sitting around dwelling on nothing. Like, yeah. it's too much going on. And so, yeah, um, I think people got to find their outlet, whatever it could be. That like, goal setting, because like you said, you don't want to Yeah, I mean, not yeah, get for to sure. that point where you want to go. For sure. You got to have goals if you're set. It's just, I think that's a part of living is having, like, something to look forward to, like, part of your livelihood I'm working towards just a long-term goal that I will achieve in a certain amount of time every day that I get up it's embedded in me that you know I'm working towards this so I have a reason a purpose like without that and you um, said you have children too as well right yeah so I mean I know those help you keep going right for sure <laughs> for sure 
bitch. Yes, sir. Already, well, let's do these quick hits real quick and wrap okay. up. You know, a um, couple questions: yes or no, this or that. Uh, would you rather be invisible or read minds? Invisible. Invisible. They really minds would be pretty. That could be. That could be too much. That could be tough sometimes. <laughs> that could be too much. <laughs> that could be heartbreaking. <laughs> right. Uh, Spider Man or Batman? Uh, Batman. He's a real person. He got utilities. And That's stuff. true. That's so true. Got a cool car. <laughs> uh, M&M's or Skittles M&M's uh, Any type Peanut Regular Man, My grandma peanut really, My grandma really loved The yellow M&M pack I'm a rock with the yellow yeah. M&M I rock with grandma Because I love the peanut ones My dad too. does too <laughs> uh, I think you already answered this one Apple Music or Spotify Yeah I'm going to go uh, Apple Music For sure Because yes, Spotify They They uh, they be live But they, once you get so far They get to going Way off the genre, like just oh yeah, like, when you let it play, yeah, yeah. Like, man, come on, man. After I listen to all these commercials and stuff, y'all, yeah, yeah, I remember Apple Music for sure. Uh, Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter? No, Twitter. Uh, Instagram for sure first. Snapchat. I, Twitter is like I would spend too. It would it would almost like I would overthink it. It'd be like too much to me. Like I would. I want to do it. I want to give so much of my. Want to be good at. It. I want to have people like my Twitter. So then I would put too much. It like, is an issue. It'd be over. I would overthink it's it. It's a way problem too much. for me for I sure. I think Jay Z said that before. He's like, I don't like Twitter because like I want to get good at Twitter. Yeah, it's like, bro. So then I'm just basically tweeting my every thought and mo- like and nah and like I like Snapchat because I don't when I post Snapchat I just I forget I even post it and I can That's really true, give yeah. a full kind of glimpse of my day with when I Instagram looking and I want it to be certain way and it's like i give only pieces because i wanted to have a certain aesthetic to it so <laughs> but i think i get the most out of instagram on my daily life just scrolling and seeing different people's cultures and what, shout out what to the algorithm on. so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i have some good looking algorithms sometimes <laughs> nikes or adidas uh, or crocs <laughs> let's go nike since uh Kanye got his little thing going yeah. on with Adidas right now. Yeah, <laughs> I was telling, I was trying to explain to someone. I was like, Kanye is posting all the people that we ain't supposed to know about right now. <laughs> all the mug shots. Man. I was like, I don't want to know. It's a very faces. Kanye thing. I, to I, do. I'll scroll right past them. I don't even yeah, like them. PJ or yacht? Um, I guess PJ. I really either one would kind of. You know, like where are we going? Where are we, what's on the other end of this? Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't like, I don't Which like one would you rather own or have access to? A PJ. I rather if I got to deal gotcha. with either one, I'd rather be in the air than on the water. Yeah, I feel that. Someone's trying to get me to go on a cruise right now, and I'm like, no, I don't want to go on a cruise. Yeah, I, I don't want to be in the water. Uh, uh, <laughs> I respect the water. I gangster. feel like they're equally as scary. <laughs> they are for sure. They definitely are. But right. I mean, I guess in my mind, it's like at least. Like right now, if we was on a plane, it's going down. I'm not gonna know what to do, how to jump out of it. But yeah. I can. Hold on to that little bitty possibility that maybe I could jump. Maybe somebody got a parachute and we could dive out together in the water. I just feel like what we on the middle of the ocean. And yeah, it's stranded. Just, it's nothing. Like I'm not. That's true. Uh, all right, so that's it on that. Uh, at the end of all our episodes, we do uh, call something called a peace out. Okay. We basically talk about get on our soapbox. Two minutes, one minute, whatever. It don't matter. Uh, what would you like the people would to be your peace out? Uh man. Obviously, you know, if you get a chance, go check out the music, you know what I mean, on all the streaming sites over 20 years of 
Just you can literally just listen to me, watch me grow up. You know, what I'm saying, watch me evolve. Crazy catalog, crazy catalog, catalog. catalog. Uh, you know, just touching on what we were saying about just mental health. You know, I want everybody just to, you know, stay focused on what make you not even happy, but just what keep you going. Like it ain't always about being happy. It's just about just knowing you're doing what's your purpose or what you feel like your purpose is, which only you can define. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody got a different outlook or what they think life is about and what life means to them I feel like we are programmed a certain way to cease to think the Jordans or the Swangers or the mm-hmm. the the epitome of you know what I'm saying like getting what you want or a girl maybe think to get the new purse or get the uh, her body done or whatever you know what I'm saying yeah. when I think that most right now the important thing is for everybody to create their own thoughts like kind of try to Go back to when you first started forming these opinions and what everybody told you this was that and that is this and just take a year to just pull away from all that and realize what do you really like? Like what really makes you happy? What's really important to you? Like and, and I not think, other people's opinion on Yeah, I think when we get to that collectively when everybody can get back to that, then I think it'll be a little smooth out here. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Love gotcha. It. I love that. Um yeah. you're you got performance coming up in the city, right? Oh yeah, uh, it's it two days from my birthday, October twenty first. Think uh, running polo the game, party, yeah. running the game running presents the game, polo party. Young draw out. I will be on stage. You um, know what I mean? You'll so. also be performing there. Waco Tron, Young Drow at Ro- uh, Rocky's Roadhouse. Yeah. Uh, nine twenty six South Lacey Drive, Waco, Texas seven six seven zero five. Uh, pre sale tickets are thirty five bucks. At the door, it will be forty. And that's October 21st, 21 and over. Yeah. 21 and over. Good. Got yeah. a little growing crown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me try a little bit real quick. Those other guys don't really matter, man. Keystar is <laughs> in the building. Man. Everybody knows, man. No, I'm just hot sign. Shout out to Waco Tron. Shout out to Cam KT for putting the whole thing together. Shout out to Young Dro. He ain't, he don't got a verse probably in his catalog. I don't know. He, wanted, he was my favorite rapper for like three years straight. It was funny because like after I saw this uh, flyer, I was like, I was just having a discussion with someone a couple of days before saying Young Joe was like slept on yeah. a lot, yeah. bro. He got some of the best yeah. verses. Ever. One day I put, I, I wrote, I wrote on a story on Instagram, was just saying like, man, Young Joe really brought like the an- animated ad libs, and that you uh-huh. hear when the artists like say something, and they do the the gun sound in the back of the song uh-huh. or yeah. the animal sound. Like he really brought that to the table. He brought the rapping about the colors of your car and the colors of your diamonds or your clothes. Like, he brought that, and I feel like people don't give him enough credit. And he, he reposted it, too, that when I posted it. So. Nice. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah, and the Apollo head, too, so, you know. Yeah. I'm going to have to get some fresh polo for this uh, video, for this uh, concert, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be sure. fun in there. It's going to be something lit right uh, Sponsor package is still available. Vendor space is still available. Uh, holler at Cam KT <coughs> on IG. Performance slots available. Yeah, performance slots available too. Gonna get in there. Gotta spend money and make money, you know. True, true. true. <laughs> we'll go do a po- mini podcast Hell yeah. before we start. We're gonna talk <laughs> shit for 30 minutes straight. But, uh, Keystar, bro, appreciate you for coming in with us. Appreciate you for making time. Yeah, yeah for sure. Honored to be here. Appreciate y'all for having me. Heck yeah, shout out to Keystar Go, Rogue Media Studios, me, me, should we out of here? Bye. Peace out. That's a wrap on another episode of Imperfect Voices Podcast. Tell a friend, like, and subscribe to the content. 
add us on IG at Imperfect Voices Pod or Twitter, The Ivy Podcast, for more toxic takes. See y'all next time. has been a Rogue Media Podcast.